0: Is this the crusty crab? No, this is part, rock, lunch, box. Is this the crusty crab? No, this is part, rock, lunch, box. Is this the crusty crab? No! This is part! Rock lunch box. <sighs> I am not a Krusty Krab. Uh, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the Hard Rock Lunchbox and, of course, the top 20 if you're watching on Stranger TV or if you're, even if you're not. Uh, honestly, you can be welcome here anyway. It is uh, a beautiful, beautiful morning so far. Uh, October, a beautiful October 19th, 2023. I was on a consult the other day and they... Reminded me that it was like ten weeks till Christmas, and I was like, "You can just get the fuck out of here, because that's not, that's not, that's not accurate." Enough. I uh, I am in a bit of a mood. I'm going to apologize for it now. I'm going to do my best to get through the show. Usually, those shows end up being fine anyway. I just deal with a little a uh, little anxiety. Although I am a little closer to figuring out what I think the cause might be. It might be time for some adjustments. My thyroid medication. I am um, not entirely sure, and I'm not an endocrinologist. As far as I'm aware, I mean, I might be. Honestly, I don't even know what it takes. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, so I might be kind of at the, not the end of this anxiety thing. I mean, because like, seriously, does it ever really end? Of course not. Um, but uh, I have been trying to figure some stuff out, and I think I might have. So that's good news for me, at least, and that might trickle down to being good news for you. Uh, I'm sorry for uh, being late again. Um, I don't know my Facebook password. <laughs> I. I am on it so little, I apparently logged out, and I have absolutely no idea what it is. So uh, I I have it on one computer, but not on the box computer, and I could not figure out how to log in. And then I remembered I could just log in as a guest. So if you join the chat at 99wnrr.com today, you will see me in as the host. Can't log in. That's That will be me. (laughs) And I'll just try and figure things out as it goes. Maybe I'll log in. Maybe I'll even be super cool and be in twice. I mean, I don't know. Some people, some people are in the chat three times, which is like, are you even? Like, thank you for your listenership uh, and being 30 percent said listenership. Okay. I um I started the uh, this past week's or yesterday's discussions and drinks um, just quickly. Uh, uh, Mikey and Jimmy, I guess, were in Miami. I I don't know why. Maybe it's a conference or something. But uh, it was so funny. They were in Miami, and all they were talking about is like hot and sweaty they are. And the last time I was in Miami was in February. I don't know, ages ago, what, very pre-COVID. And uh, we left out of we left out of Ice Slip, and it was. It was definitely February because I had, like, my winter jacket and got to Miami, I want to say a little past midnight, and I don't know if you've ever been hit with humidity. Like, <laughs> like it was just, and I'm not from a not-humid place. Anybody from Long Island is familiar with humidity. We just don't tend to have a lot of it in February, so I just remember walking out of Miami International Airport, and all of a sudden I was like... <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> it's just a wall of human. It's like if, it's like what I would imagine would be like walking through a waterfall, but there was no waterfall. So, welcome to Miami. I wish I could just say some cool Spanish, but like, Donde está la biblioteca is about all I got. <laughs> those years I have three kids all those years of of the Explorer I barely picked up anything well, the only thing I really know for sure is who to ask for help and we just don't know where to go and that would be Google Map. oh <laughs> Mapo de Google the Google o but I don't I don't, know, I don't care uh, but anyway so that was that was funny I did um, go the week before and I was listening to that discussions and drinks and it was very funny to me because uh, it starts out if you don't I mean, if you don't listen to Bacon is My Podcast, I mean, that's fine. But on Wednesdays, it's just Mike and Jimmy just talking shop or whatever. And um, Jimmy is talking about this mystery whiskey he found, and it just reminded me of a very funny experience that I had with Jimmy years ago. And I've told this story on the box before, but it's funny enough that it bears repeating. So Jimmy, on this discussion, Jimmy is talking about he doesn't know what this is. Like, it kind of looks and smells like whiskey, but he's like trying to figure out like if it's a you know, if it's a if it's a Scotch, if it's you know, he's like it smells kind of Irish, but like it's probably not a bourbon. It's not thick enough. And uh, you know, we've all done that. Like I've I've done that, especially with flasks. So if you don't wash or clean your flask out, like you're you're definitely in for some uh, interesting times. Like not all flavors are good together. Like you know, you can't mix all colors and not get brown. So that's not a race thing, by the way. Let's just, let's just be very clear. Anybody that's ever played in our class, um, Um, my point is, is that you can't just mix all flavors of alcohol. It gets, it gets bad. Like it's really, it's really gross. And it's not even like a chemical thing. Like it's just, it tastes disgusting. So, uh, this was years, years ago. Like I want to say like 10, 12 years ago, maybe, uh, even flow is still a thing if that, um, puts it into any perspective time-wise. But, um, we'd done a show, Craving and Rebel Nine had done a show and whoever else at, at Even Flow. And, uh, Kaz, my guitar player, actually did a very nice thing and he brought a flask of Jameson. It was probably like a Christmas show. Brought a flask of Jameson for, for me and Jimmy and it was like, or maybe it was just for me. I think it was for me and Jimmy. Just like as a, you know, a Christmas present, whatever. Uh, it was his flask or whatever, Kaz's flask. But, it was like, you know, here's some, some whiskey, thought you would like that. Now, that's fine. I mean, like, it was really, really nice and, you know, Jimmy and I at the time would never have turned down uh, any sort of whiskey anyway, but so we're standing at the back door where bands used to load in and out, and so we're drinking, we're drinking this. So I take a sip, and it suddenly becomes incredibly quickly apparent that this was not a pristine flask before he added Jameson to it, right? Like, there's I know what Jameson tastes like. I know what most Irish whiskey tastes like. So there's a definite, definite like, okay. It's like something, there's another ingredient in here. So I take a sip and I hand it to Jim. I'm like, just so you know, something's wrong here. He takes a sip. He's like, oh, God, that's awful. So he gives it back to me, and I take another sip. I'm like, oh, it's really just terrible. And then it occurs to me, I'm like, you know, all Kaz really drinks is, like, Jaeger. I hand it back to Jimmy and I was like, ah, it's probably his Jaeger flask. And he just put Jameson. in. So he takes another sip of it. He's like, ah, yeah, it's definitely it. And so he hands it back to me and, like, I take another sip. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of it. I'm like, this is just terrible. And I hand it back to Jimmy and he takes another sip. He's like, yeah, I just, I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) So he hands it back to me. I take another sip. I'm like, yeah, man, let's not do it anymore. So I hand it back to him. He takes one more sip. And then we go about our business, but yeah, you can't mess around when you're like mixing, you know, drinks or liquors and stuff like that, just because the tastes are terribly different. And Jimmy did say something funny; like uh, Mike had asked if it was like Sailor Jerry's, and he was like, "No, no, no. If it was rum, I would have just thrown it out." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, funny, funny. <laughs> But anyway, that's discussions and drinks. If you want to check that out, it's on Stranger TV. That one I'm just referencing it was from two weeks ago. The one from yesterday is about Miami. Uh, they talk about Maria Tacos, too. All kinds of other good stuff. Uh, full interview from Mondays with a story told. Check that out if you want. My um, guest hosting spot, I think, is coming up the next Monday. It might be. I don't even know. It might be next Monday. I really, I have no idea. It's either it's either the 23rd or the 30th. I just don't really remember. So um, I don't know. Look for me. If, if Jimmy looks a lot like me, then that's the episode. But that's on Stranger TV. Check it out. Also on Stranger TV. Brand new episode of Top 20, uh, disrespectful with a purpose, uh, where I talk about like all the stuff I'm having uh, fun with, uh, walking and all that other stuff, and you know, it's becoming. Coming, pretty good thing for me. Um, I've been I've been really enjoying it. Like I said, like it's been good for me, health wise I think uh, mentally and physically, uh, it's not necessarily going to be like any sort of weight loss tool. I mean, like I'm trending down, which is better than trending up, so that's great. But I don't really consider it sort of any like weight like th- weight loss. Um, I really do. I need to. I need more time to do more work. And I just I don't have it. I don't have the time and I don't have the desire to do it, so who knows. We've got five more weeks of soccer season. It's about to actually kick into a little bit higher gear. These practices are gonna start, so my time's gonna get even tighter and then we'll be like sliding into the holidays and like just never anything never nothing ever gets done around that. So I'm not I'm not super hopeful. But I am enjoying the walk in the meantime. And I am like I said, I keep saying this every week, like I'm getting to spend a lot more time with some of the podcasts. I know a lot of people are like, well, it's not really that big of a deal. I get to do that all the time. And it's like, I understand that, um, but I don't. And and this is definitely a thing that I've had with other people, or like discussing with other people in my life, probably over like the past five or six years, including like, you know, my therapists and stuff like that, where, um, you know, you, you got to be able to make more time to do these other things. And it's like, I don't think any, like I would, I really, I think... I think I should literally have somebody to document and follow me for three days. And, like, not that it, not for the world. Like, the world could get could care less and should care, like, shouldn't care less about what I do over the course of three days. But, like, you know how, like, they talk about, like, food journal, and, and I talk about this, too. Like, food journaling is super important. There's a couple things that come out of food journaling, for starters. Uh, excuse me. There's a couple things that come out of food journaling that I think are important. What is that? Sorry, you ever have like a peppercorn like release from your teeth? It wasn't that. It was like a piece of canola. I had some granola before. You don't need to know that. It's not important. But um, you know, food journaling is important because when you do it, you get a lot of information, right? Like if you if you can accurately or even close to accurately like write down like what you're eating and when. All these apps these days will they'll tell you like your caloric intake. And again. Take all these things with a grain of salt. A lot of it is about relativity. Like, um, like for example, like uh, like scales and thermometers are less than accurate these days because they're just made poorly, uh, and there's a lot of factors in them. Uh, another good example is like Fitbits. Any sort of like like. Any sort of anything that's tracking your health, you know what I mean? Like that just goes like on your wrist is kind of is not accurate. Like don't think that it is. It's definitely going to be wrong. Where there is value is when it's relative. So like if you're doing like more steps from today, if you're doing more steps today than you did yesterday, that's a good thing. Like it's relative. It might not be ten thousand steps, but if it says more, it's still more because of the way it counts on your body. That that's important. So one of the things that's cool about. About that um, food uh, food journaling is that you can kind of track like your caloric intake. Uh, You can track your macros, which is super important um, because a lot of people get that way wrong, like proteins and carbohydrates and fat. And honestly, way wrong is probably not even the right word because it's way wrong for you. Um, and what you get out of it is you, you can start piecing your puzzle together. Like, if you're hungry all the time, like, it might not just be that you're not eating enough calories. It might be you're not having enough fat. You know what I mean? Like, so you can you can gather this information. Plus, it sort of just tells you, like, oh, my God, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm eating. And for me, the thing that I've always found helpful about food journaling is it actually keeps me from eating stuff. Because I don't – I am – I keep saying that I'm lazy, and that's not entirely true. I don't have the time to write something down. Like, if I want to grab, like, a banana, like, cool. I can journal a banana. Like, that's super easy. But if I'm going to journal a banana, and, like, with peanut butter, like, how much peanut butter am I having? Like, I don't give a shit enough to have it, so I'm not going to have it because I don't want to write it down. Like, And that in itself is probably, like, a good diet plan, like the lazy man's diet. So please look for that on Bookshelf soon, uh, written by yours truly. But... So you get a lot of information out of it, but what you really start to see is you start to see like these patterns and you see like where you can do better. And the reason I think it'd be interesting to sort of document like what I do over the course of say 72 hours is because for all those people that are like, you should be able to do this and you can do this and you can do this. I could point to this sort of timeline and be like, where would you like me to do that? I do a lot of combining of stuff as it is. Um, You know, like I'll try, I used to try and listen to podcasts like when I was driving home from the studio but a lot of times i kind of need that quiet or meditative space but now i've even since i don't listen to the news anymore like that's when i'm kind of listening to the news and i'm trying to keep it kind of local so i can kind of see what's going on like in the world without going too deep into politics and stuff because like i can talk ad nauseum about politics because of the stuff that i read that comes in or the blurbs that i see especially like what's going on in the house of representatives right now which is absolutely goddamn laughable i mean like seriously the republicans I just got to be, like, the biggest joke in the universe, as far as I'm concerned. Like, this, the, the fact that the moral majority would be putting up somebody that turned a blind eye to, like, sexual abuse allegations for years when he was assistant coaching at Ohio State, like, is unbelievable. He's also an election denier. Like, this dude wants to run the government, like... I mean, or run Congress. Like, he doesn't even believe it works cor- correctly. Like, and it was just so funny because even Jimmy Kimmel had said something. Like, it's so funny that, that, like, you know, he knows that Jim Jordan is saying that he knows what the American people want when he's, like, one of the world's biggest election deniers. So he doesn't really care what the people want. He wants what he wants. And yet they're trying to, you know, have him be Speaker of the House. I will say it was funny to me because he he, he lost 20 Republican votes on the first round, and then after trying to strong arm everybody, he lost 22 votes, which I think is the funniest goddamn part of that whole thing, like, you're making your case and you lose the next two votes, but I, anyway, it's neither here nor there, so I'm, so I'm like, using my time to do that, and my ride home, like, I'm trying to find out, like, what's happening in the stock market, not that I care so much, but I do have my retirement that I need to worry about at some point, I mean, not right now, but, like, you know, maybe someday. Uh, weather is a big one. Traffic's kind of important sometimes on the way home because I've been burned a few times by work on the Southern State Parkway that they just don't even bother to tell you. So thank God for Kelly Dillon on 1010 Winds letting me know the, the, what's going on on Long Island's big three. Thank you very much. That kind of stuff. So, I I don't even get to do that. And on the way there, I'm usually, I do my vocal warm ups, which is about, you know, anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes, and that's fine. And then I'm usually rehearsing whatever we're going to be working on, or listening to, or evaluating what we're on on a set, so that when I walk into practice, I can say, this is what I want to work on. That kind of stuff. Um, But, like, you know, I haven't been on time for practice, and I don't even know how long, man. I just, I just, I can't. I cannot get out of work soon enough, and I can, like, I'm trying to grab something to eat without literally, like, shoving stuff down my gullet while I'm running out the door so I don't get, like, sick and, like, you know, have heartburn because I gotta sing for four hours. You know what I mean? Like, it's just. (sighs) Even just talking about my day is exhausting sometimes. And, and with the. My finding time to walk For like between 40 minutes to 60 minutes Like I couldn't even do a full walk today Because I had a get here That's not why I was late Like I forgot my Facebook password That's why I was late In case you're just tuning in um, But anyway um, I don't think anyone cares about anything I just said uh, And I doubt that they would care very much About anything I'm about to say So I'm just going to stop talking about that And I wanted to say one particular thing Because of with all the walking that I'm doing I am really digging the podcast that I'm listening to. Now, I have a bunch that I listen to, uh, but I was listening to, recently, uh, I was listening to Anthony Jeselnik. He's a comedian. If you don't know who he is, he's just, like, very deadpan, dark humor, with big twists. Like, he's one of my favorite comedians uh, because I find his comedy so smart, and I mean that not in, like, an intelligent way. It's just very smart, like, as in clever. And I just enjoy... Much of that, and as I listen to him more and more, I'm appreciating how intelligent he is and how he works his career incredibly well. But what I've found over the past week, I've listened to him now on two podcasts back to back I listen to him on Theo Vaughn, and now I'm listening to him on Two Bears with Tom Skerb. What I have found is he is able to identify so many similarities. That I've experienced in music that he experiences in comedy. And I have to tell you, having such a good, favorable opinion of him, like going into this, and then finding out, like, he does a lot of the same things that I do, or I do a lot of the same things that he does, was just like, oh, that totally makes sense. I don't know if you guys have seen Loki at all. <laughs> but I, I could not recommend this series more. By the way, season two is now streaming on Disney. But there's a scene in the first one where they uh, accuses <laughs> Loki of uh, basically, you know, fall, he, he basically falls for another version of himself from a different timeline and stuff like that. It's like, and they're like, of course, of course, Loki, you fell in love with yourself. <laughs> Which is so funny, but I can't—I cannot recommend Loki enough. The series is just so great, and the second season is just just as great as the first so far. Super psyched, and they're dropping episodes like every Wednesday or whatever—I don't—I don't even know—but they're—they're up to I think, the third, and I can't wait to watch the third one. But anyway, so as I realize this, I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> I really like this guy. I really like everything he has to say." And then I'm like, listening more and more, I'm like. Huh, he sees he sees things exactly the way I do. So I'm just like totally falling for another version of myself. It's a huge insult to Anthony Jezelak and a great compliment to myself. But he does talk about a couple things. He talks about the comedians that like just go to like Comedy store, like the comedy store or the comedy seller, and they just start working on an act. He says, Chris Rock specifically will go up there for an hour and be like, uh, What else? What else? What else? And he was saying, like, how absolutely horrified he would be to do that. Like, he does not take the stage unless he knows exactly what he's doing and everything is completely worked out. He's not interested in trying a joke out on people. I mean, like, he's got material that he will work out before he does the special because it'll either work or it won't and then you know like he says that like the audience will let him know but he's not going to go up there and write a joke like on the spot like he's not comfortable doing that and you know just from a music perspective you don't see me hop up on stage with bands ever like it just doesn't it doesn't happen uh, if I'm ever on stage with a band, it's been pre-planned for weeks, probably months, and I know exactly what I'm doing. Every time you've seen me step on stage to play guitar with somebody, I've rehearsed. Every time you've seen me step on stage to do sing a duet with somebody, I'm well rehearsed because I am so unsure of what it is that I can bring to the table in a sort of an improv way, that I just wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that to you as the listener, and I certainly wouldn't do it to me for the embarrassment sake of it. I don't have that level of confidence. And it's always so funny in the juxtaposition with somebody like Jimmy, who has so much talent and is so comfortable in it, that he'll just jump up on stage and do whatever. Because he doesn't care because he knows... There's only so far down that dude can fall in terms of getting something wrong. And Jimmy's worst day is better than most people's best. So that's the way to go. I, however, do not have that confidence. I started singing incredibly late in my career. I am I am getting better in my opinion every single day that I do it because I started so late like so if I was like where I'm at now in my 20s or or you know like mid 20s like I would probably be pretty confident by the time I was in my my mid to late 30s but I just I'm not I'm not there so I just I don't do those kinds of things and he also talks about like how like how important it is for him to present something great to the audience which I was like, that's literally what I've been trying to do my entire life. Like, I, I'm not looking to win people over, like, just because you want to be my friend. I mean, like, that's awesome. Like, you want to be my friend? Like, like we can work that out, probably. I mean, unless you're an idiot. No, I don't want to be your friend. But, like, we can be, we can be casual. I mean, like, I've got people that I think are just hella big morons that we're friends with. I mean, like, that's... I can work it out. If, if it's worth it, I can I can certainly work it out. But, like, I want people to see us, uh, see our performance, and I want them to be like, holy shit, that band is good. That's what I want. That's what I want every single time. I don't want to ever give somebody an opportunity to be like, meh. You know, except Tony, because that's what, you know, he always thinks at the back. <laughs> that's it, <an> holy <oldie. laughs> For years... Whenever we would ask Tony what he thought of his show, he'd be like, "Eh." And we started sending that meme of uh, Gru's mom from Despicable Me, where she's like, "Eh." And was, we should bring that back, <laughs> band. If you guys are listening, we got to throw that back in the band Jack, because that was so Tony. It was great. We ought to make shirts like that. Screw the copyrights. It's fine. Like we'll just it's Tony, but it'll be like Gru's mom. <laughs> really Kaz, get on that. Get on that, man, man, my man. Get on that. <laughs> Oh, my God. I'm so tired. Um, Yeah, why don't we end this? Why don't we end the top 20? We'll get into some music. I'll figure out if there's anything else worth saying. Probably not. But, uh, I mean, why would that make it any different than any other week? Just trying to get out there and enjoy what I possibly can of life for as long as I'm left to do it, uh, despite what Rise Against has to say.